Welcome to the BAM Cam with Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we explore how life and financial well-being are intertwined. We'll look into areas concerning motivation and attitude, financial planning, investing, and much more. Our goal is to empower you with the information and resources you need to help manage your money and strive towards the life you've always wanted. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of uncovering your true self and achieving financial independence. Hello, and welcome to the BAM Cam Podcast with your hosts, Jack Burnett, and Allison Castellano. I'm Wendy McConnell. Now, I'm just getting over the fact that you made us talk about adulting last time, and now you're telling me we've got to talk about more adulting? We're, we're going to dig a little deeper and uh, into an area that is impacting young people um, in particularly in, in kind of a unique manner that we haven't seen in 40 or 50 years. Oh. Um, and that's the challenges of of buying your first home or upgrading a home and 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 the like. So you're right. We talked about um as Allison likes to call it adulting 101. Mm-hmm. And what drove all that, Allison? You were kind of oh well, it's overwhelming. Been, yes. There's a, there's a lot to adulting. Correct. And and this is overwhelming too when you kind of reach this point where um, like in my house, we have a house. We love it. It worked for us for several years, but now as we are expanding our family and we're just kind of discovering we're outgrowing it, but we're in this really unique housing market. So what's your interest rate on your current mortgage? You've already refinanced it to get a really low rate. And what's your rate now? 3%. Okay. So that's a pretty attractive rate. Yeah. And rates today are? About Four and a half percent higher, right? Correct. Seven, well, and a half seven to seven and a half percent, uh-huh. uh, and and so forth. So that's a, l- a little bit of a problem um, for people. So, you know, recently there uh, a public an article that was published. You brought it to my attention, and you, it, it was published out of the Washington Post. I don't read the Washington uh-huh. Post routinely, but you found this article, and it came across your. It was interesting. It it deemed millennials as the unluckiest generation. And, you know, when you're, that's you. when you're a, a millennial and you're, you read that kind of draws, draws you in. Like Makes why you want to cry a little bit, doesn't it? That's, yeah. That's kind of concerning. So, so anyway, I, I read this article too, after Allison uh, brought it uh, up to me and it was an interesting article. One thing I, I was uh, learned is that every year since 2014, until now, the largest share of home buyers has been millennials mm-hmm. for the last nine years. No longer so. It's yeah. baby boomers again. So it's yeah. coming back to my generation. And and it's because um, of the challenges. The baby boomers have more money yeah. than, than the millennials. And so it's it's a problem. So this trend is interesting. First-time home buyers are now 36 years of age, and that has increased uh, over the last three decades from the upper 20s. Mm-hmm. So it's moved up about seven or eight years uh, over the last 30 years. Um, so what's the median home price in the U.S. now? 
Now the medium home price is about four hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. And three two and a half two, or two and a half years or, ago it was just three hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah. So that's an increase of eighty-six thousand, mm -hmm. which is more than twenty-five percent increase. So the cost of the same type of home has risen. And on top of that, mortgage rates were you refinanced just a few years ago, two two or three years ago yeah. at three percent. And if you were to get a loan today, it's 7%. Yeah. So the combination of, of those two, the, the so we did some calculation with my super fancy Hewlett Packard financial calculator and principal and interest on um, a $330,000 mortgage at 3% is $1,391. So that's not... You know, there's a lot of apartments that cost more than that. Yeah, so it's that's, not that that's affordable. You know, yeah. and, and, and it's not terrible. But now the principal and interest at seven percent, and actually seven percent's a tad low. You probably won't find that today. Yeah, but it'd be north of seven percent. Seven percent on the median price home of four hundred and sixteen thousand, two thousand seven hundred and ninety-one dollars. Huge so jump. That's about double for the same house under these circumstances, that's overwhelming. Plus millennials have student debt. And credit card debt. And credit card debt. And car payments. And child care. And child care. How and much, all the things. Now, how much do you pay for child care? Child care, we pay $1,400 a month, month for one child. For one child. And you're, you're getting ready to... We're not getting, she, you're not pregnant yet. We're, but, we're hoping. So Allison, just, just to, you know, for those of you that have fallen along, um, if you've listened to all of our episodes would know that she's had fertility issues and, and our first grandchild, beautiful Laura is an IVF baby. And so she's a, already expensive. She's already a miracle and extremely <laughs> expensive. And, and our next babies will also be IVF babies, unless God blesses us. And so they'll be, we aren't prepared for They'll be expensive. And, and now do you get a quantity discount at daycare? No. Okay. So or if they do, they haven't told us that. So children are expensive, mm -hmm. very expensive. And, um, and these are issues that are somewhat unique to millennials and young people. And so it becomes um, quite the challenge and, and, you know, it really requires, essentially it screams for financial planning. It does. It does. So, and everyone's different. So everyone's yeah. goals and plan will be different, but. You know, we, it, it's 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 just a process that we need to to help people along the way. But this challenge of, you know, in my when Barbara and I were young and mm -hmm. we were in our era of being millennials, we owned probably in the first 10 years of marriage. Three homes, really, I guess we got married in 83 and we were in our third home by 1990. The one on Best so, Baby Drive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was now our first mortgage, and this is mm -hmm. going to be a little bit of interesting tidbit. Mm -hmm. Our first mortgage rate, the first home we ever bought in Chattanooga, Tennessee, our mortgage rate was 11%. Wow. 
And see, I knew about that, but millennials haven't seen mortgage rates like that in, in our home buying. Not in your lifetime. Yeah. 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 So, so it's it's very interesting. Coming out of the early 80s, interest rates were extremely high, and they essentially have been going down steadily since the early 80s until just the last year and a half or so two. So you hear 7% and you think, that's not that bad. Well, compared to the last 10 or 15 years, when the, the Federal Reserve is, has kept mm-hmm. rates artificially low, um, it, it is, you know, 7%. Plus, yeah. the rates have risen faster than almost at any period in history over just the last 18 to 24 months. So it's really been, um, it's impacted a lot of, a lot of things and it's disrupted, um, it's disrupted markets. Um, so it's messed up with our investments and, and particularly the bond side of portfolios and everything, because as what happens when interest rates rise, bond bond prices, prices fall. fall. Yep. So it's an inverse relationship. So, um, so that's one reason why the bear market of 2022 was so bad. Fixed income did not help offset some yeah. of that. So all these rising interest rates have, have been bad on a number of things. And we don't know exactly where rates are going to be. One of the things in this article that we talked about was marry the house. And date the rate. Date the rate. Because you can always refinance and change. But I know firsthand experience refinancing is not inexpensive. It's not a free process. No, there's a cost involved. And and so usually it's several thousand dollars involved to refinance. So you can't just find a better rate. And then, so let's say, for instance, you buy a house and you can get seven or seven and a quarter percent today. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that's really a stretch. You've put yourself in a, in a difficult situation and you're just absolutely banking on the fact that you're going to be able to get 5% money a year from now. There's no guarantee. We don't know. There's no, no crystal ball. And furthermore, you don't know where the rate when they when they start going down, what will they go down to? So when do you make that determination of when to pull the trigger to refinance? So exactly. that's there's a calculation and a break-even point on on calculating what when refinancing makes sense. But there's mm-hmm. no guarantee and you need to be able to stay with whatever rate you're going to you need to be able to live with it for a while because we don't know when that will, that cycle will be and the opportunity to refinance will be. And there may be, if it goes all the way back down to, you know, two and a half or 3% again, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But if it does, that may mean you refinance twice along. Yeah. If you do a seven or seven and a half percent mortgage today. So um, going to the process of um, getting started on this, what do you think we need to start with first? Well, one thing that we do in our house is we examine our budget very closely. Adrian and I sit down and we look at where we're spending our money, what we're spending it on. That's the best and thing marriage did for you because really you didn't is. do that before you got married. No, I was willy nilly spending money everywhere. <laughs> so, and you're not unusual and a lot of people don't. I, I think that it's important in a household 
um, for a husband and wife, um, or in some progressive households, there, I mean, there may be some where you have same sex couples or whatever. It doesn't matter what the couples need to do is both be on the same page and understand generally in, in my experience, households, one spouse frets about money and thinks the other spouse doesn't care about money and it's not helping them along the way. And the other spouse doesn't, and, but they're really not that far off and it's important. And part of the process of financial planning can, we can help get everybody on the same page. But if you're going to face a significant increase in your housing costs, we need to be able to find that money somewhere. Yeah. So and, and it, as we want to upgrade our house, that's what we're trying to find is where can we find the extra five, seven hundred, nine hundred dollars. Well, and so we start first by identifying what is the goal. So in, in your case, you're in a in a three two mm-hmm. house in a nice neighborhood in um here in, in Vestavia Hills. Um but you need a larger house. You, you're envisioning that not being large enough for a family of four or five. And so you need to establish what the goal is and, and what that is going to, what those costs are going to be by your estimate. So you have to factor in not only what is the price of the home uh, that you might be looking at and where those neighborhoods may be, but also factor in a significantly higher cost of borrowing. at at this point, because I know you, you can't pay cash for your house. So, but y'all have done well in your savings. So establishing what the goal is Mm -hmm. and then taking a look at where is the money going to come from? So we need to take a look at the budget and, and see most households, at least the ones I've worked with, typically that becomes somewhat strategic looking at, are there areas that we can, can find ways to, to have more money. One thing that's a disadvantage of the, the, well, it's not a disadvantage. It's just a phenomenon of the rising interest rates. Most people know that, that mortgage interest, at least up to the first $750,000 of mortgage interest is a tax deductible item as an itemized deduction on your tax return. The, um, the problem is in the recent tax cuts of going back about five years ago, the standard deduction was raised and it was also indexed to inflation to a level that the standard deduction last year was over $25,000 for a couple. Yeah. So um, a lot of millennials don't have enough mortgage interest, property taxes, charitable donations, those types of things that get them over the hurdle of a tax advantage to higher mortgage interest. Yeah. But you think about it, if you if a if you borrow say $400,000 at 7%, that's $28,000. So that's over that threshold. So there may be a minor tax advantage, advantage there uh, to having a high mortgage rate. Yeah. So a lot of people don't think about it, but that is a little bit of a savings that come comes to play on there. So you've established a goal, then what? I think you need to find a professional to work with. <laughs> so, someone that can help someone you hold like, your hand. Like us. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't have to be us, but it could be. And um, but you have to get both on on board. And 
one of the things that I think many people struggle with. And as a matter of fact, we had a client reach out to us today about setting up a meeting about reducing their credit card debt, managing the credit card debt, and how do we we do that? But that could also involve student debt, other Mm -hmm. types of things. It may also involve car payments and things of of, of that like. So, um, so that's part of the process of looking at, and that may impact the timing of it. Mm -hmm. We may need six months or 12 months or 18 months to get us ready to do the house. And what we do know is that probably house prices are going to be slightly higher a year from now. That's pretty certain. I have no idea what interest rates will be a year from now. They could be lower than they are today. They could be higher. higher. I don't expect them to go a whole lot higher, but any financial professional that tells you they know what's going to happen in the future is lying. (laughs) That's just the way it works. We don't know for sure. And so I think it's probably more likely than not that rates will be about where they are today or maybe a tad lower 18 months from now. Yeah. But I don't think we'll see 3% money for a a long time, Um, several years for sure. But we may see that again one day. Um, So what we're trying to do is find affordability Mm -hmm. for our goal in our plan. Yeah. And one of the things you say a lot to me is discipline over time. Works, doesn't it? It does work. Yeah. It does work. It takes discipline over time. It's not always fun. Well, one of the things that achieving your goals is fun. One of the things that I was most proud of you and Adrian was when you got the curveball thrown in your life about your you had an ectopic pregnancy and 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 then ended up with fertility issues after that, that you had to go IVF and you did not come to family for help with the 30 plus thousand dollars because y'all had discipline, had some discipline to save over time, probably led by Adrian more than, than, than you, Probably, but you were, you were prepared for that mm-hmm. curveball. Not that you really were glad to spend all these, a lot of your savings on no, it. It hurt to see our savings dwindle right. quite a bit. But, but that the, was the goal. Having achieved the goal, it's really fun. right, and it's very satisfying when you achieve goals. So we, so celebrating those small little wins along the way, is is very satisfying. Yeah. And and our job is to hold your hand along the way and occasionally do the little applause and and help you because our satisfaction comes a great deal from seeing clients' goals and objectives being met. So, um, so we try to create the affordability in the budget to help you meet those dreams. And then, um, you know, we try to, um, you know, be prepared for whatever the markets are going to give us at whatever time we're ready to pull that trigger. And whatever curveballs might be thrown your way. There will be yeah. because cars break down and, and changes occur mm-hmm. sometimes jobs change and there's all kinds of things that that happen out there but all of that is part of the financial planning process and what we want to do is be involved with our clients 
and our, our, our new branding of our, our, um, financial practice under, under Eater Financial Wellness, that's I-T-E-R, um, is we're very excited about. We're about to launch that. Um, and it's going to help us to help every unique household that wants to work with us develop that right plan yeah. for them exactly. that works and, and, and execute it in a way that brings success. Mm-hmm. So, so we're excited about yeah. that. Allison, I'm wondering if you would be able to maybe give a couple of examples of things that you cut out to be more budget friendly, to be such a great saver. (laughs) So um, one of the things that will creep up and surprise us is our Amazon purchases. You know, it's so easy to click a link and then all of a sudden you've clicked 25 links and that adds up quite quickly. Um, so we have months where we do really, really great and we spend nothing on Amazon. And then we have months where we spend $300 and we're like, what did we even get? Um, so, but tracking our purchases and knowing what, um, what we're doing there is really helpful. We've been more mindful about our groceries and trying to buy things that are on sale that week and kind of meal plan around, well, chicken is on sale this week. Let's, let's do a couple extra chicken meals. And, you know, it's not always fun to let Publix meal plan for you, but (laughs) it does save money. It saves quite a bit of money. And I'm also not shopping as often as I used to. If I'm shopping, I'm probably shopping for Laura and not for me. Um, And that saves a, saves a little bit of money too. And, you know, inflation has hit almost every household to a great extent. And um, the, the groceries has been an area that that's been impacted quite a bit, but also those same food prices have driven the cost of, of dining out. Mm-hmm. And most people, particularly busy households, the convenience of dining out, um, can really be quite significant. And, and so, um, that's an area that many households can look at and say, well, you know, if we're, we're eating out four nights a week, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't have to be the case. You know, dining out is a luxury. It's a, it's a, it's something that is an option and you can, you can, we all have to eat. We need nourishment, yeah. but, but there's ways to be able to do that. Another area, if, if you, if you've got credit card debt and you're not paying off those credit cards every month and you have carrying charges, those interest rates can be well over 20%. So one of the first things we need to do is get up a game plan to be able to eliminate those totally wasted dollars of, of interest carrying charges on, on credit cards and things of that nature. Um, so there's, you know, having a game plan, having somebody show you how we can get from point A to point B um, and, and how, and you can quantify what those savings are going to be. If you, mm-hmm. you know, households that have multiple credit cards that they're not paying off every month and they're carrying that, they may have that, that $1,300 increase could be just in credit card charges alone, um, that is there. So it requires some discipline, sometimes having an accountability partner, such as a financial planner is just enough to help you have that discipline and, and do that because 
what my experience is, is people don't want to disappoint other people. They don't want to disappoint their spouse. They don't want to disappoint their financial planner. And <laughs> it, it comes, it, well, I mean, it, I know it sounds bad, No, but at the same time, it, it, it just having a little bit of an accountability partner to say, okay, yes, we're going to try to do this and accomplish this over the next two months. And then when you come down and you accomplish, you know, those few baby steps in those first two months, that's a win. It doesn't mean that that the credit cards are all paid off and that sort of thing, but we had a little bit of success. And, and sometimes a little bit, you just need that little bit of success to really get started. And you realize that it wasn't that hard to execute that. So let's execute the next two months and, and make that work. And so I think the op in many cases, as long as goals and objectives are, are reasonable and attainable, we can help you find a path to make those happen. We can't tell you how long it's going to take us to get you there, but we, but it, uh, now we can give you an idea when we first meet with you, yeah. how long it may take. So, um, but those, as long as the goals and objectives are reasonable, that's fine. Yeah. And as long as you're not going to be trying to go out and upgrade to a $2 million house, because that's not reasonable no. and achievable. No, I don't think I want that much house. <laughs> okay. I'm just looking for one more bedroom. Right. That's a lot of Amazon right. purchases. That's, that's that's a lot of cleaning to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably true. That's probably true. But so anyway, you know, reasonable and objective it, are, is part of the process. And, and then having accountability for, for spouses to each other, to their family, maybe a little bit to their financial advisor. Um, and, um, but I think that will be a recipe for success. And at the end of the day, that's what we really want is we just want success and happiness. And we get great pleasure out of seeing clients achieve their goals. Okay. If somebody has more questions, how do they get in touch with you guys? www.eaterfinancialwellness.com. That's I-T-E-R. So eaterfinancialwellness.com. All right. Thanks so much, guys. And thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Bandcamp Podcast with Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano from RFG Advisory. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at rfgadvisorywealth.com slash Jack Burnett or give us a call at 205-510-9072. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guest nor our FG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, its employees, or its clients. 
This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by Registered Representatives of Private Client Services Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory Services offered by Investment Advisory Representatives of RFG Advisory LLC. RFG Advisory or RFG. A Registered Investment Advisor. Private client services and RFG advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG advisory is an SEC registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.